Hello everyone, this is the prestigious one and for another episode of the Joe Henry Show. Just before we get into the podcast, I wanted to let you know about Pro Wrestling Elite. As you guys know, there used to be a title belt that sat behind me here in the studio and it was the Pro Wrestling Elite Heavyweight Championship. It is one of my favourite promotions to wrestle for. They're one of the first promotions that really got behind me um, and they had me as their champion, which was awesome until I was defeated by... Kenny Williams. But all is not lost. I'm coming back to work my way back to the title and that begins tomorrow. September 22nd. I'm back at Pro Wrestling Elite in Air Town Hall. I'm going one-on-one with Aaron Echo and uh, I think there could be some title implications there. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but there's not only that on the card. There's so many great wrestlers. they got one of the best rosters in the UK. Hands down, no doubt, one of the best around. They've got stars from WWE UK, from Impact Wrestling, from WS. They've got myself. They've got Kenny Williams. They've got Joe Coffey, Jack Jester. They've got BT Gunn. They've got Kaylee Ray, they've got Viper, the list goes on and on and on and on. But the best way to check it out is by live getting your tickets at prowrestlingelite.com or once they're gone online, you can get them on the door as well at Airtown Hall. But um, I'm very much looking forward to this one, very much looking forward to it. And one of the reasons that this show is so good is because there's something for everyone. You know, there's something for independent wrestling fans and also, you know, kind of families as well. There's something for everyone and it's just a very well-run, professionally run show. Couldn't recommend it more. And once we're done tomorrow at Airtown Hall, they're going to be in... They're going to be back on December 15th as well, so keep an eye out for that. They haven't announced any details with that yet, but they will be back. So make sure you get that. The details will be unveiled very soon at ProWrestlingElite.com. But as for tomorrow, I'll see you there in Air Town Hall. Joe Hendry makes things better, but there's still so much to do. Joe Hendry makes things better, and now he's got a podcast. Cause if you would like some, we'll come and collect some. And if you would like some. Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Joe Hendry Show. Um, again, we've completely lost count of the episode number. We're yeah, we're somewhere. You think after bringing up every episode that mm-hmm. we'd like try and fix it? Mm-hmm. That's a thing now, it's a thing mm-hmm. now. You guys possible. can tell us. You, you literally can. Dude, I've got to do one with you guys and one with a guest. I can't I can't manage those those integers. Yeah, you that's two weeks. Yeah. That's just too much. Yeah, that's like, uh, you remember when the, there's that story of the US government when they built like a supercomputer with like 300 PS3s back in the day. <laughs> that's oh, what's gosh. required <laughs> to keep track of what's going on. But anyway, one thing I can keep track of is our sponsors. Yay! Yes. Um, all right. So first up, it is beer fifty-two. How would you like a free case of craft beer? Well, we say free, but all you'd have to pay is the postage and packaging, which is two ninety-five. You get the beers for free. That's right. You get the first month free with beer52.com. If you want to claim that, go to beer52.com forward slash Hendry. It's the world's most popular craft beer discovery club and they search out incredible and exclusive small batch craft beers from the world's greatest breweries and they bring them back for their members. Every month is a new country or theme and as we say, if you sign up now, you get to try a case and all you have to pay is $2.95 postage and packaging, which for eight awesome beers is pretty damn good value. Also, they've got five-star rating on Trustpilot, 
So yes. if you decide after the first month that it's not for you, all you have to do is let them know via telephone or by email and they'll cancel that for you. And you can just have your case of beer for £2.95. There's no minimum commitment, so you can just take the free case, try the beer and see what you think. But I am certain that you're going to love it, especially because it comes with hot chicken wing flavoured crisps. Also, the, the belters, of, in my opinion, of this month, were the Cream IPA, Road Soda, and both of the Moore Stout beers. I, I enjoyed like them. the Moore ones, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed them. And the Juice Box one as well, you like Yeah, them. I love yes. the Juice Box. That yes, good. it was indeed. So, um, yes, we've all been enjoying Beer 52. So, yes, it also comes with a, a free magazine as well. And like I say, we, uh, we demanded to, before we got them on board as a sponsor, we want to sample the product for, you know, marketing research purposes yeah. only. Yeah, not for Not for... Because we want to drink the beer. Not for randanning about. Exactly. No randanning going on. (laughs) But anyway, once again, that's beer52.com forward slash Hendry and get your free case, which you only have to pay the postage for. We should stop saying free case. Or should we? Postage case. It is a free case. It's a free case. You've got to pay the postage. Okay, you've got to pay the postage. Yeah, exactly. The case is free. You just have to pay the postage. You've got to probably take up with Postman Pat, right? Exactly. You've got to pay Postman Pat. Can't can't Postman Pat just be doing on his free time, dude. Dude, Postman Pat dropped them off last week. There was one beer missing, and you, dude, you know what? You know what Postman Pat's like, mate. You know what Postman Pat's like? It was either him or the black and white cat. One of them. Not Jess. No, <laughs> the stouts was missing. I'm only joking. There were there were eight beers in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, had no, I was just I was just implying. I used to have a cat called Jess. She was Did black you? and white. Yeah, there you go. That's true. That's true. I was just I was just uh, insinuating that Postman Pat was was dipping in there. But anyway, so you that's uh, that's that's beer fifty two. Up next, do you like that. video games? Do you like <laughs> nerds? Do you like nerds doing video game things? They're clearly unqualified for. Then try Bottom Tier. It's your one stop shop for nerd humor video games and the bit I always don't approve of though gratuitous swearing see I'm on, bo- I'm on board with some gratuitous I know you are man you're the you're the reason single handedly you have me you have Dude, you have turned you yeah, you have all you all your f- no it's <laughs> <laughs> all your pissing fault uh, we're now we're now an explicit we're now an explicit podcast all because, because, you dropped the first yeah, do you know for like the I think it did actually yeah for the first few <laughs> episodes I had. Uh, it was all clean, yeah. Actually, I'm getting the fear that that's not recording. I'll check the fear. You can wait there, right there. Move, move. Oh no, it's all good. It's all good. Ah. It's all good. Woo! Don't scare me like that, bro. Don't scare me like that. Yeah. So, um, yes, gratuitous swearing. So we're now explicit podcast, and one of the reasons was we were. I think for the first few episodes, I literally recorded me going beep into the mic cut that and put it over the top of the square words and one week there was like six and I was like look I am a high level professional wrestler this is not what my life is coming to it's an explicit podcast okay There's a- we're telling it like it is but anyway on the subject of gratuitous swearing see that's how the bottom tier have influenced us Jason and Colton co-run the stream and when they aren't working in games journalism they're playing randomised retro RPGs online co-op games Guitar Hero and read the worst fiction the internet has ever produced in their bottom tier book club segments which I have appeared on and it was it was bloody good fun Um, one has a melodious voice the other has a magnificent beard and when their powers combine they 
produce something incredible. If you want to check it out, twitch.tv forward slash the bottom tier. I would highly recommend it. We've had them on the stream many times. I've been on theirs a few times and it was fun, fun, fun. They, they are good friends over there. Fun, fun, fun. I can't remember the rest of that song. Oh no, I was trying. Was that was that, was that uh, Noah and the Whale? Yeah, it was. Was it called? Yeah. I just, I just want to go. So big. Hey guys, guys, I got an idea for a song. They're all like, I love my boob. No, 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 guys, it's got to be. What's the melody? Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And wait, what could the words be? Fun, fun, fun. Are you sure? Fun, roast it all you want. Roast ding, it all you want. Ding, ding, it's ding, a catchy ding. fun song, right? Ding, 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 ding. And they're doing that's how they're jamming, and they're all just like they're all their respective hey, instruments. Ding, 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 ding. Everyone jams in their own way, you know. Ding, 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 ding. No, that's too much, bro. It's too much. But you don't, you don't listen to me. Fun, fun in the sun. Don't come in here and complicate this mess. <laughs> it's just fun. I'm not constricting fun to in the sun. Okay. What if it's raining, mate? I still want to have fun. Exactly. Come on, mate. Exactly. That is no the fascism that I signed up for when I joined Noah and the Whale. See, when it was just Noah, fair enough, but now it's Noah and the Whale. No doing it. Anyway, so. Oh, my good lord. Oh, well, that's all the time we have, guys. So, Dave, do you want to tell us why you're bandaged up like a cartoon character? Lost, yep. So, for you, maybe seen wee bits, there's one, there's two. I got a big old bruise in my back, but I'm not going to show that just now. But yes, I am currently even more injured. So a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I got TKO'd by old man Bobby. Uh, and now I've got an even more injury. So I'm going to preface this story with kind of what was happening. So I was coming through to to old uh, Hendry Towers here to do the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I'm running a wee bit late. So I'm going to the train station. I'm running through the train station and I'm getting my tickets. As I'm getting my tickets, I kind of glance around and you know you've got the machines that you can press to get your tickets in there, right? Behind one of them is just like a random like rucksack. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, that's not good. I was like, at first I was like, oh, it's just a bag there. But I was like, no, I don't like that. I was like, why the hell is that back there? I was like, ugh. So I was like, I'm running so late for this damn train. But I was like, I'm, I'm going to just- feel really bad if like shit hits the fan. And I could have said something. So have you ever seen Twenty Four? Yeah, I'm just imagining Dave like Jack Bauer right now with like the four things. Yeah, the bags there, I'm the trains tra- coming up, and it's like there's no time. <laughs> One of the piles is just like someone sat drinking a coffee, like, I know. you know, just chilling. All I know. <laughs> Imagine one of the panels in 24 was just like that, just like yeah. the menial task. <laughs> just some guys just like, followed like, oh, there's these three things going on, but in the bottom left corner, uh, when we were editing the show, we accidentally put in like James' vlog. So it's just literally him just walking around. It's just know? him being like, it's just, it's just a guy on a bus with headphones, yeah. reading <laughs> the window, looking around from side to side. Anyway, sorry, Kevin. So, uh, so I'm there and I'm like, Oh Christ! I was like, right. So I'm going through the thing. I go through a little uh, ticket bit, and I, t- I I grab an employee and I says, "Mate," uh, I was like, "I'm <laughs> sorry, shaking the man." I know, but I'm like, I flagged on this guy. And Emergency, me! And I just so I, I flagged on this guy, and I'm like, it's like Look. The Marks and Spencers in the station. <laughs> and and like in hindsight, this must have actually looked worse for me because I literally was like. Mate, I need to go grab a train right now. 
but there's a bag over there behind the ticket machine it's a, it's just sitting there I don't know who it belongs to I've not touched it or anything but, but you should really go and check it's out it's a bit suspicious run away to a safe well, distance well 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 I would say like the procedure for that sort of thing is to like have the, the public not interact with no that's true that's yeah true. well that's why I was like well I've not touched it blah blah yeah. but I really need to get this train and I look up at the thing and it's like my train leaves in literally like 10 seconds I was like Oh my god! So I start bolting it down, and I'm running. And I'm like, and it, again, that makes it look even worse. I've just been like, there's a random bag there, <laughs> and I just run away. Like it, ter- it looks terrible. So well, there's some random you know bag. I have no idea, but it's, it's, it's literally like Bomberman. Just like, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and then runs away. <laughs> A little bit insensitive to be talking about that. That's a situation. Oh, well, you know, no, you'll be well, laughing at a moment. Well, so, <laughs> well, if it was an actual bomb, maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I left, so I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Have you checked the news? Uh, no. I've not. Have you checked the news? No, why? Yeah, so you don't know if it was or not? Well, if it was, then you know what? I did the right thing. But anyway, so even though I did that, even but though Dave, I did... Dave, it turns out everyone who tried to get the bag, they're the ones who all died. Oh. Well, they shouldn't it have just touched. It entirely your fault. I love that we're doing this hypothetical because it actually <laughs> did kill someone. Anyway, but, uh, so, but again, so I'm like, right, I've done the right thing, it, despite being, you know, my train's right there, but I'm like, you know what, I did the right thing. That's, I couldn't, I need to live with myself, I need to live with my conscience, I need to do the right thing. Just in case, you never know. As much as we're like, oh, you know, if something did happen, and I was sitting there going, I could have prevented that, that would have been bad. I hear you, I hear you. But I'm like, right. Need to make this train, so I'm running, and I see the train down there. You know how sometimes if you're running for it, you can see it there, and you're like, <gasps> "I didn't go." So you're running. I go down the stairs, and I'm like, "I'm gonna make it." I get about three quarters down the stairs, and then just <laughs> literally up in the air, feet in the air, literally back bump right on the stairs, and I was literally just—it was almost like. It was weird as it happened. I almost felt like it didn't happen. Like I felt as though I had stopped it happening. But then I was then the reality kind of set in where I was like, oh no, this happened, and it I was just, just the adrenaline of trying to catch what it was. the train. Well, this is the thing. So this is where it gets really funny. So literally, I literally like bump and feed for the train. It's so ridiculous because <laughs> I'm literally like, and again, so I, I fall and the, I had like something in my hand and then I had something in my other hand, so I couldn't even like use my hands to stop. So I, the way I land, it's like for some reason my elbows get scraped and I've just got like this massive like all the weight was just like right on the stair like right on the step right on like the lower back on the right hand side and I was just like that was the first thing I felt and I was just like but I see the train it's still there and I'm like I'm gonna go over it and I I, like get myself up as if to be like it didn't even hurt eh? go over run over I'm like press the button and it's like at that moment where the train's still there but when you press the button it doesn't open the doors and I had to watch as a train. Oh man, that's the worst. And I was gutted. That's I was so, like, I hate that because it's like I remember I had to run for the train the other day um, to catch the bus for the the Ring of Honor tour, and it was like I can't miss this train. Yeah. So I bolted bolted for it, right? And I was running for about three minutes, pissing with sweat. I had to change my clothes. I literally had to change my clothes. Like, and the thing is, it's because to me, it's like there's the stress of not making it. And then yeah. it makes, makes you sweat even more. Yeah, yeah. and guys, you're running like you're gunning. It's not just like I, we jog, guys. I need to tell you something. I had I don't think I've told you this. I had uh, something really pretty sad happen the other day. Okay, um, I'm gonna have to bring it down a notch here. This is so bad. Oh, this Amazing. is legit. You know, it is legit. You know, I've been talking about getting a dog. Yeah. yeah. So the other day, like I say. Ring of Honor tour. I've like, if I got time for a run, I'm really pushing it. I'm like, I'll go for a quick run. You know, I need to get my workout in, so I go for my run, and I'm running so late for this. As I come back, 
just as I get to the house, well, just before, block before, there's a dog wandering the streets, right? And uh, I'm looking at it, and it's quite weak. And oh god, someone subscribed. Thank you very much. But Thank we need you to wait for the. And Jerry kids gotta be down where the action is. Ah, there you go. Just fixed it. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, thank you for who. I was going to say thank you for subscribing. Yes. Literally then and not a minute from now when this story was exactly. going to come. Can you imagine if I told you the side bit? It just went talking about the tub. <laughs> and for the people who are in the podcast who are confused, that it makes a sound every time someone subscribes on Twitch. Um, but thank you, whoever did it. Anyway, so there's a dog kind of wandering the streets, and uh, but his hair was quite matted. It wasn't. It hadn't been taken care of, yeah. and it was kind of a bit timid. And uh, I kind of kneeled down to try and say hello to him. It came over to say hi, but it was that thing when it knew I didn't have food or water. It was just like, just kind of bailed, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what do I do in this situation? I checked it and I had a collar. I had a pink collar, right? And then I was like, right, I need. To, I, I, do, I have no idea what to do. I'm like, I have to go or I'm going to be left behind on the Ring mm. of Honor tour. I have to get there. There's nothing I can do. And I'm like... Uh, so I'm struggling for, to know what to do and it wanders into like private property like one of the nice houses down there Yeah. and it goes right up to the, the bowl the dog bowl outside and I'm like well maybe it belongs to those people but then I'm like these are like wealthy houses I don't mm. think like a dog like that would yeah. anyway so it's like kind of beside the water bowl and it like takes a wee sip or whatever and I'm like I don't know what to do and then I go to go in and knock on the door see if it's their door no one's there and the minutes are ticking by I'm like Argh! and I go uh I don't know what to do because when I walk in the drive, the dog kind of perks up like that, and it was as if that was its property. Yeah, like you know, knew. I mean? hmm. yeah, and I was like, mm, "This is I don't know what to do in this situation." It's an yeah. So what I did is I phoned, uh, I tried to phone SSPCA or whatever it is. Yeah, and they, is that the right one? Yes, yeah, SSPCA. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah. So like, I phoned them and they said it's not us. You need folk from the council. So I phoned the council, get past through about three other people, oh. and it's the person who goes and gets the dogs. And I was like, "Look, they're at this address." Blah, blah 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 can you get the ASAP like I can't stay for very long da, da, da. so I stayed for a wee bit the dog was there and then he was like yeah yeah I'll just I'll be there in a few minutes so I was like right okay so I came up here got the shower got changed got my stuff together ran to the train just made it and I was like I couldn't stop thinking about it just mm-hmm. the way the dog yeah. was looking at me and I was going to get a dog anyway so I was like you know what I was like that dog literally the way it looked to me it was like I need help and I was like you know what I phoned them up and I says I don't know what the score is, like, if that dog doesn't belong to somebody or they've abandoned it or if it needs a new home, yeah, we'll take it. Hmm. I said, we'll take that dog. And he's like, cool. And then I phone back and, I, and he phones me back and I'm like, oh, you know, it must be letting me know. He's, and he, he speaks to me and he goes, we can't find it anywhere. Oh. And it's like, oh, Christ. I know. And I was all in my mind for taking it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I didn't know if I'd done the right thing or not because if I'd have had if it had been any other day what I would have done is I would have reported it yeah. got the guy to come or whatever but in the meantime I would have if I'd have had like an hour or two I would have taken it to get groomed I would have mm. fed it I would have probably just put it in the kitchen but it, there's yeah. nothing yeah. that could go wrong or whatever until he was able to get there or and you know f- to find a home or whatever and I just couldn't stop thinking about it it's it's crazy when that stuff happens. I, I think you did you did what you had to do. You did the yeah. right thing. Like you, again, you did more than it, like most people. A lot of people would have been like phoned up and said, "Hey, that's it," and then left. The fact like, that you tried. Most people wouldn't have even phoned. Yeah, it's a good point. Actually, you know? that's a really good point. The thing is, it was walking around on the main road. Yeah, like, yeah. That's and when I got to it, that's when it wandered off into the private property, and I was like, 
maybe these people are just bad at looking after their dogs. It had Could a be. collar, so at some point it belonged to somebody. But it was, like, it was one of those things that's like, I've been talking about getting a dog so much and I wanted to, and you know... It's almost like the universe yeah, kind of... Exactly. We've yeah. talked about... Well, actually, I'm just this is off topic, but I've been looking for that adapter for weeks, and I've just spotted it because I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Segway! <laughs> yeah. So, no, that means I can watch, like, South Park on the TV and all that. Nice. Anyway, not, not, not that I get distracted easily, but, um, no, because I've been talking about getting a dog so much that that just felt like the universe was, like, putting it in, in a way. But to be honest with you, how do you go to Ring of Honor? Oh, guys, sorry, I found a stray dog. Sorry, I couldn't make it to the tour. Yeah, you know? I know what you mean. It's kind of, it's... Aye, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit like, to be fair, it's a bit like, remember the time, where were we coming back from? I think we were coming back from, it was a show or something. Uh, you and I were in the car and we saw, like, this. it was a cat running around. Remember that? Oh, we tried to get, yeah, yeah. yeah so we Basically, were, we saw, like, a little kitten that must have been weeks old. Oh, it was Running around on a, uh, on a main road in Edinburgh. And we were like, Bro, we're gonna have to. to we have to it. grab it and, and we, we stop it. Yeah, yeah, we were, we were, we tried to get it for like twenty minutes. Or something. It kept running away. Oh, yeah, it ran yeah. down the road, and we were driving around for like a good twenty, thirty yeah, minutes. Yeah, something like, like that. Try yeah. to find it. It was nighttime as well, so it was quite difficult to see. But we were like looking under cars and like looking into like nearby like hedges and stuff, trying to see if we could see it and find it. Because uh, again, it was, you know, yeah. the concern is, is it gonna run out in the road? Because you know, at that age as well, like it's not gonna yeah, go any better. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's really cheaty. Bet you're glad, glad you listened to, to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Speaking of dogs, I just about, I thought I was going to get killed by one of them here as well. <laughs> speaking of dogs, I was it last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Where you were last night, you might have seen a few. Um, mm, well, but uh, you can go with that later on. But uh, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was walking down. Uh, I was walking up to come along here, and literally, like, I'm just walking down, and it's like quite quiet, like you know, like the nice houses as you were saying. And literally, there's like a fence, like about oh, probably about forty, fifty feet from me, and literally this gigantic uh, German Shepherd just like, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit! I was like, and I looked at the fence, and I was like. Hmm. Like he was, and then this woman just like walked past the other way, and then just turned his attention to the woman and started going crazy at her as well. And I was like, "Well, that fence like doesn't doesn't look that high." I was like, "This dog, yeah, is yeah. big the and powerful." Is, like, like, a lot of dogs will be barking and stuff, but yeah. actually, well, like, okay. So, so what about what about the dog on Sarah's farm? Oh my yeah. god! Oh my, 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 yeah. my, 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 my god! Right, yeah. it's it just like giant bear there. dogs. Yeah, it it's sits there, ship. and then yeah. you you walk in, and it just goes, <laughs> and it just like charges for you, and it's like the leash is like just long enough that it stops. But it's like, and they're going honestly, if we let it off the leash, it'll be it'll be so nice with you, it'll be cuddly. So and most of that, and it's like, nope, no, I, no, that it's gonna rip my face off. Yeah, yeah, just like I am going to have to wrestle this dog. It's, it's quite <laughs> sad because it's like a farm dog, and you just keep it outside chained up. Like it's not time. my my sister doesn't keep it there. It's the, no, it's like. Kind of a, a compound with lot with lots of families yeah. living on it. So yeah. it, was, it was someone else's dog, but uh, yeah, that was that was t- 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 terrifying. She has another dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lovely dog. Oh, yeah. I like Gets dogs to when, walk around. I like dogs, but I'm always cautious of like junky dogs because I'm just like the dog could junky. be could be nice, but you just don't know what's going on. <laughs> dogs are like me. I just I've been on the stake again. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying like uh, you know what I mean where it's like you know like Junkie Jim's is like what's happening oh this is just Tyson eh ah, he's alright he's fine eh Tyson I mean we take him fighting and that but he's alright eh it's just like no 
no, I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be cautious here, bro. Like, not because I don't just you know. Unfortunately, the thing with dogs is you know they're, they're loyal to their to their they're owners, to their owners. <laughs> and it's like if the owner's a bit of a a bit of a roast patty, then you know. And did we talk about this on the podcast, or was it just like in person when you were saying like if you own a cat? It will literally like you'll be dead like yeah like oh so, god yeah. yeah so I don't I can't remember I think we were talking about off podcast yeah we were yeah basically the difference between cats and dogs and why I love dogs instead of cats is if you die and you have a dog the dog will wait until it is about to die of starvation before it eats you yeah, Futurama the cat will instantly just eat you. the feels Futurama. yeah like cats cat, if you die and you have a cat it's just gonna straight up start eating yes. I've heard that I've heard that as well yeah, like, like they just, within they a few just hours, start eating you yeah the, yeah cause I, they say like people show up and it's just like yeah like people turn up bodies and the cat's later. just like huge and you're like meow it's like feet right up like I don't like, what, what do you want me to do I'm starving he was really worse than me Mate, she's gone now. She's gone. <laughs> she's what? coming back. This is a thing. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> she's gone. Me pizza on the fucking fridge. So what am I gonna do? Mate, you had two yesterday. Wait, no, what, no? It's the environment, isn't it? No. <laughs> Food chain, mate. Can I be as rich as Anyway, but yeah, let's take a look. I had a few a few things I did want to want to discuss today. Funny. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'd written it down. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about, basically, a fan sent me a message. Well, oh, some, of the, some of the messages I get are hilarious. But someone literally sent me a message. Will they be listening to this podcast? I don't know, man. But like... Literally, the the I like the ones that have just got no context whatsoever. Like this one wasn't a question, wasn't looking for advice, wasn't anything like that. Hi, it's, it's a message that I said, like the look of your package. No, would no. you like to do this? No, no, no. no. You're not it. Not, not that. Not that. <laughs> it goes. It goes like this. No, those ones they ask for like your old ring gear and all that. Mm. I've never been those asked that, stuff. but I've been asked some other weird stuff. Where it's like, would you like to role play as a superhero? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no. <laughs> no, I'm all right. <laughs> Absolutely not. I mean, how 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 much? No, <laughs> Wait, do, I, do I get to be do I get to be one of the good ones? I can. No, can I be Spider Man. No, will you, you provide food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> will you provide food? Is no, it, is mate, it, we can't eat the cat's meat. No, Is it hot food or or continental? <laughs> anyway, so it's just sandwiches. So, it's just a plate. All oh, right, come on. Triangle sandwiches. So. Yeah, you've got to be so, Robin, mate. You've got to be Robin. Someone messaged me and said, uh, "I can still make it in wrestling, even though I'm 39. I've been on the DPD. The DPD? That was it. Okay. What's the DPD? I don't know. What's? Isn't that a delivery company? I, I don't know. I don't know if he's telling me they worked. I'm pretty sure it's a delivery career. Either, 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 that, either that or he's been no, DPDs. DPD is definitely a thing. He's, he's, he's like, mate, I've been doing my time at DPD, eh? <laughs> like. I'm oh, lifting oh. so many boxes in that I'm pure jack bro <laughs> <laughs> and that's his sorry say it again he says he goes what is it he's just like I can still make it in wrestling even though I'm 39 
I've been on the DPD. On what could DPD? I don't be? know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Either he works for a delivery company, or he's telling me that he's been DPD. Oh, yeah, we're, we may be explicit, or not. Uh, Whoever yeah. is, <laughs> we're not filth. I'm gonna have to edit that now. For nah, that's fine. You're fine. You're what? Fine. We've yeah. talked about much worse on this. Anyway, oh yeah. So see, when I was on the the plane coming on the way back uh, from the the tour, right? There's like this businessman sat next to me, right? And I was on a BA flight. And I have to say. I was very, like Ring of Honor treat people very well. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like like. BA was the main sponsor, yeah. were they? No, no, they weren't. But <laughs> my, BA flights, Hilton every night, Ooh. Nando's every night. It was amazing. Nando's. Yeah, yeah. They bring they brought Nando's to every show. Good every show for everyone on the roster. Where were the shows? Uh, so Edinburgh, Doncaster, and London. Really? Okay. So they brought brought Nando's for everyone. Hey, every man, single person. Ring person's. of Honor, man. Dude, give me a Ring of Honor. Hats off. <laughs> I know. But basically, so I've got the BA flight, and it's different because usually, like, if I'm booking my own flight, or whatever, you're going to be economical, you of know. Right? But they're they're booking the flight, so I was like, you know, um, they got me the BA flight, so it's like you get all the business men and women of course and so there was a business business sitting next to me and he was going uh, he was just like making a lot of noises like just like opening the paper just like ah (laughs) 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 so there'd be one of those and then maybe 50 and I'm trying to watch that and then maybe 15 minutes later you go (laughs) right so (laughs) so this is going on Mm-hmm. And then by the end, I'm like, so, I'm oh. ca- yeah. so <laughs> and then by the end, this is, we've not said anything to each other and the no. audacity. So I've packed all my stuff up. I get up, I'm getting my bag out, and he goes, chuck me that. <laughs> no, please. No, well, thanks, mate. Chuck me that. Did well, you do it? Just as bad. What are you doing in that situation? Did you do it? Yeah. Mate, you, you're a bitch. I don't that actually reminds me of something because uh, so basically so I, I pass him uh, I pass him it down and I just kind of looked at him like as if like and Wait, he was just seriously like, bro thanks that was it but anyway at um, least said thanks I know see but it was just the people don't say please you know yeah. So, but anyway, so that actually reminded me of something as well when we were at uh, the impact tapings and um we're doing it I'm not going to give it away but I'm doing a, a promo with Grado where we just oh, decided give it all away where we just no decided to, to where we oh, just decided man. to ad lib a bit back and forth so we're going da, 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 and he's saying a wee bit and then I'm saying a bit and then he just went I'm pathetic <laughs> <laughs> and it's like how could they expect it's like, I, it was like completely unrelated he was like oh I'm pathetic and then just that was the last line <laughs> so you'll see that soon you'll see that soon I was like I'm expected to work with this guy and not laugh um, so that's a good one <laughs> I'm trying to think what else Greedo is just such a oh he is he ridiculous. is so another thing was I wanted to talk about there were a few things that I did in primary school like towards the end of primary school that were just so embarrassing like I was such a dweeb at primary mm. school like this actually happened where I remember there was this guy called Lee in primary school who's like one of the worst kids and he would he would berate me and I would have no problem telling right yeah. so one day I told on him I told well, on him like nobody's business what primary is this is this like primary 6 oh late on 6 or 7 right? really so I told oh hell yeah I were in the, the head teacher's office and he said and I went that wouldn't hold up in court <laughs> And even the teacher started laughing. I was like, "What? It wouldn't." 
I was like, it's circumstantial. Dude, if I was, if I was the head teacher, I'd like expel you from that. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just literally pointed that way. That wouldn't hold up in court. Oh my god. You must have thought you were such a badass. I did. I did. He's like, oh crap. The teacher's like, I mean, he's not wrongly. I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, I mean, you got to learn, me. Eh? I remember there was another time. Um, so, you know what it's like when you're a kid and you're trying to impress the girls and you, you don't know how. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were playing a game of sports, and I was never the best at sports. And I was like, oh, today I'm really gonna, really gonna put in a shift if we play a game. And then there was like three girls, and I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I was like, I'll show my athleticism. And I would just oh run past them so fast. Like I was like, if I run past oh. them really fast, they'll just they'll just think I'm the best. So at the first opportunity when the ball went across, I was like, oh! I literally just ran as fast as I could past three girls in my year because I thought they'd just be like, oh, that Hendry was running fast in the day, like. Well, that's the thing. See, in primary school, in primary school, the coolest kids were the ones who were the fastest. Well, basically, the yeah, beep, dude, the beep yeah. test. The beep test was just a prerequisite for who's getting laid. Let's just be yeah. honest. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but do you remember that though? Foot races was. I remember in primary school, it was who was the fastest runner. It was like it was like. I mean, Richard over there, he's the fastest runner. No, he's no, mate. Robbie's the fastest runner. And we used to have, we had a legit, like, track set out where it was like, we, it was like, run down, touch the fence, come back. And we'd have to, like, make the rules beforehand. And yeah. we had one kid who was literally, he was probably the slowest, least athletic kid in, in, like, my entire year, right? I'll tell you what, he's actually doing quite well for himself now, but, like, at the time, it was quite funny, right? What does he do now? Uh, he's actually a street performer, which oh. he has like his own shows at the fringe and that. Oh. Uh, which, which cool. is funny because when he was younger, like in primary school, that's what he said he wanted to do. So well, you know, there you well, go. Props to Power him. Power to him. Props exactly. to him. Uh, and so, but he would always do this thing where like we would run down, we'd go all the way. He'd like like halfway and he'd turn round and he would come back and he'd be like, I want it. I won and everyone would be like no you never and he's like no I won I mean we'd still feel like we had to prove ourselves against him even though we'd be like fine you can come back halfway and I'll get down and back faster than you can do that that's how we used to prove ourselves wow. but like what, where's the transition because I remember then in high school it was like who's the toughest Who's the hard? Who's the best yeah, fighter? I think, like, Where did that you, transition happen? As soon as happen? you get to high school, it just changes. Yeah, because you don't primary, race. You don't the f- fastest is the coolest. You don't yeah. have foot races anymore, yeah. No, then as soon as you get to primary, because there's older kids there, you're too cool. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, at, at school, it's like, it's it, early on, it's who's the fastest, and then it becomes who's the most disruptive in class. Yeah. Who's yeah. the class clown, yeah. And then yeah, I was like the worst class clown for like three years. Really? And I was just like, I can't be arsed anymore, and just to become quiet. I was just like, Meh. So like, meh, I've done all my jokes, alright? I've done all my like, material. It's like seeing RPGs, it's like you made the transition of the, your class before was class clown to quiet kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a level 7 quiet kid now. <laughs> it's like charisma to still. Charisma to still. Not going to put myself down here. I, I was still kept cutting in with some jabs here and there, but yeah, I was oh, no yeah. longer the annoying. It's class like when, when no one else you know? comes up and disrupts the class enough, you're like, oh, for f- fine, I'll disrupt it. <laughs> Let the veteran here do it. Eh? But do you remember as well, Remember, I remember a marker of who was cool, yeah, and we were talking about this before, was if you had a pencil case that was marked after like a can of Pepsi or like Roundtree's Fruit Pastels. Do you remember mm. those pencil cases? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, just in general, like stationery was just like... 
Oh man, it was so important. That was it was like that was the alternative to like wearing fashionable yeah. clothes. You know, you get like because you have to use your like, uniform. Like, like yeah, you get, McGregor's Instagrams like him kicking about like Gucci shirts in private planes, and like back in the day, it's just like red trees. <laughs> Man, you can still buy them. I saw them at a stationery shop. That's what reminded me of because I saw them in a stationery shop the other day as I was passing it. I was like, there was one that was designed like a packet of Walker's crisps. And it just had like a wee zip at the top. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Mate, that's amazing. Um, God, do you remember, uh, do you remember gel pens? Yeah. Uh, were you, I'm not a fan. Were you, so I think gel pens might have been like around after your sort of time but like I was like the last sort of time I remember Sarah was big into them but like they were like do you remember remember everyone used to draw those like diamond S's yeah remember that yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) she's like mate we still do mate I'm I still I'm pretty pretty goddamn good at drawing like I still do it to this day like I want to know the first person that drew that it's like it's like Michelangelo's like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's a three lines here three lines there Oh, Jeffrey, come and see this. And if you do this, to this, it's an S. It's hard but for it everyone. But sick as fuck. And do you want to do any other letters? No. <laughs> <laughs> remember, do you ever remember when you first learned to do like graffiti writing? Where it was like you write something in like blocks and then you would like do the outline around it and colour it in a different colour? Oh, and you yeah. were like, mate, I'm... I'm no saying I'm Banksy, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm no saying I'm no Banksy. <laughs> I mean, Did I, I could... tell you guys I think I might have caught Banksy doing a piece of art? Really? Yeah. No, I mean, you it's never. Some Instagram. Oh, like, I did it when I was in when I was in London. There was just like a masked guy doing loads of shit on like the side of a at the side of a building, and I just was like, took a selfie inside. It's literally on Instagram. Nah, but oh, you could easily see it's Banksy. Yeah? You could well, easily. You could well, easily like work that. I mean, you could be like, I'm it. You do know Banksy's work and ends up in art galleries and like exhibitions yeah. and stuff. So you will know if it's him. Sure. I wonder how many people have used that to like to get like. You remember you were saying about who's getting like prerequisites to who's getting later. I wonder if someone's got up and just went, "All right, yeah, yeah keep this on the DL." I'm Banksy. I'm Banksy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "No, you're no." It's like, have you ever seen his face? Well, no. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, you have. <laughs> like, but did he tell him to do it? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be funny. Like, especially if because you don't see him, you could actually just do that. Yeah, that's it. That's although you you oh. do know what his voice is. Really, have you yeah. heard his voice? In the documentary uh, oh, the the gift show. Gift show. That's a good film. That's a good film. Yeah, really good. Really, I've never seen it. It's I, a documentary all about Banksy, and well, not about Banksy. It originated as a documentary about Banksy. But it became a documentary about the guy trying to make a documentary about Banksy. Because he was more... He's just more over. He was just a more interesting character. Mate, that's what the fans want, eh? It was this guy who just, like, is... One of his relatives was a pretty well-known street artist in Spain or France? I think Mm. it was France, maybe. Called uh, Space Invader. And he would do, like, mosaic Space Invaders uh, around the place. And then through him, he got connections to all the big... Uh, street artists and started making a gallery and wanted to do it himself and and then he ended up becoming like a successful artist yeah jeez uh, yeah. oh, that's brilliant how much of it do you think is real and how much do you think is a work mm. more I than we so. think I think more than we think is a work absolutely absolutely like, I think it would be easy for us to go and that's all real but I'll tell you what I, I don't know if you watch the documentary like, the guy is non-stop filming everything that's who it was mm. he filmed like, every, like these videos are very old how old are we talking like 
10 to 15 years. That's not that old now in the grand scheme, like, if it was like... Or, the, or I don't know, but like, you can, like, you know, like, he got the camera when cameras were like, just more like, out, just being like, like a public, major thing. Like, mm. was filming everything. There's so much footage of everything. Yeah. They showed his tapes they had. This guy legit filmed everything it could be yeah because if it was that long ago then it might have been before like the big internet like remember oh like, no it definitely was yeah, yeah. so like before because YouTube was what 2005 or something yeah and like social media wasn't really massive until like the mid 2000s as well yeah, so no. it's like it was no this is definitely a, so you reckon this is like before like yeah. viral well, things dude there's in an interview, interview with Banksy you know yeah, you, like, you could be right man you could actually you could you be have right. interviews there's interviews with uh, loads of the highest those popular street artists, yeah, and stuff. And but then, but you they never, all back it up. But you never know how much of it is. But it's no. But this guy literally filmed every second of his life. I know what you mean, though. And he has the physical tapes to prove it. Do you remember? Why would you fake something like that? Because why know it? Like you wouldn't. Remember? Or it's like I think well, I, like, I, I get what you're saying. Maybe about this. I don't instance. see it being. A maybe about this instance. But honestly, like after you work in wrestling, you realize. Like, I. Aye, no, I want hundred percent. It really opened even like reality TV. And I stuff was about to say, dude, if anyone actually thinks reality TV is anything but fake, then they're an idiot. Changed, well, and before I got before I got to pro wrestling, man, I was like, at first I was like, Meh. at first I was afraid, then I was petrified. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but no, at first I was like, oh well, you know, I was always like on the fence. And as soon as I got into pro wrestling, I was like, oh no, 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 one hundred percent. Like, I was like, let's be honest, right? I was like. I'm not saying that Simon Coles picked the winner from the beginning, but I'm by about the midway through the live shows, he can oh, do yeah, He can who's he can who's going over a, in the end. I saw a great um, video essay on the story arc of how to win the X Factor, and it was mm. brilliant piece. And it was oh, basically I, saying like the because it started, it was like an investigative piece to say. You really shouldn't eat on the podcast because you're such a lovely. You friend. really hate me. Yes, yeah, you, you do. Disgusting. Like, even, even earlier, like I mean, it, but it, you're just in my ear, like. <laughs> well, there's been chicken. Like uh, it's disgusting. Yeah, but dude, like I think you, I think it's, it's you make it a bigger deal. It's a phobia. It's, I hate it. It's literally like I don't think it's a phobia. It's more of a pet peeve. Like, you know when like it's like nails to a chalkboard to me. I cannot stand the sound of like wet eating. It's absolutely vile. <laughs> See, neither can I, but I never vile. noticed it too much with. And, like, with I don't know why you think it's funny. Like, it's actually disgusting to me. It's, like, it sends shivers down my body. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate it. Meanwhile, it's awful. <laughs> meanwhile, Joe. But you're like closer actually to the mic. You're yeah, actually mad. I am, yeah. <laughs> why would you be mad for me eating like a piece of cheese? Because it's really loud. It's not that. Loud. I can hear it. Yeah, I know, but that's that's like you. That's like me saying I've got a phobia there's of cars. Other, there's other people <laughs> out there that don't like to hear people. Yeah, I know, but that's like me saying I've got a phobia of cars so no one can drive. No. No, you need to make arrangements in your life to get over the phobia of cars. <laughs> but when we're recording a podcast, I feel like the wrong time to just go grab a little snack of cheese. Why? And start eating it. Man, I need like, my games, mate. I need my protein, day. We're recording for like an hour and a half. Can you not go without some cheese for an hour and a half? You just ate like loads of chicken. I remember, you know what that reminds me. I remember I was watching a, it was a, a YouTube, a fitness YouTuber uh, that, that that was on, and he was like taking questions from people, and they used to send in like video questions, right? And there was this guy comes on for the video question, and he's just got like the Tupperware box, and he's got like the chicken and rice, and he's like asking a question, and he's like, "So me, like as he's doing it, like as if to be like, slow down, mate. I need to get my gains on camera, and it's just like." 
Every ten seconds, he just stops to eat, and I'm like, "Dude, put your put your food away." I ask your question, you tosser. I was like, right. "What are you doing?" Okay, mm. okay. Well, let's ask people on the podcast. Tweet me and let me know who's in the wrong. Is Joe is Joe's eating too loud? Because I will well, straight up yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's not no no but, no. You have to pick a side. You have to pick a side. Think of this like a war. It's never clean cut. There's never like a you know. Well, okay, sometimes it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> but you you got to pick a side. Even though, okay, my eating might be too loud, but who's out of line here? You got fans. Let me know. Mm. Tweet me. Let me. I know. think I'm justified in saying you can wait until after the podcast. Oh, but that's not the question. Oh, no, they, got, they got to take. But that's that's what I have the problem with. But all things considered, they've got to analyze the whole situation and say who's who's in the wrong. But but what are you saying? I'm saying because my saying, problem was that you're eating while we're recording the podcast. And I'm saying the that, but I'm saying that you're overreacting to it. Mm. Okay. Am I overreacting? But like, no, no, because you're asking your fans yeah. to see yeah, well, if they're on your side or my side. Well, then maybe you need to mm. maybe you need to mm. learn a little lesson about about you know when you made a bash. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you throwing your fame around here, huh? I'm, I'm I mean, I don't want to big time anybody, eh? But like, mate, I'm Joe Hendry, eh? Like, you're maybe getting a trap door, eh? What's that? A trap door? <laughs> <laughs> trap door. He's talking about the the, the, the dark hole story. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then. You can fit in this. Go on. <laughs> we'll put this on up in the drawer. Go on, mate. Do it. Get in the drawer. <laughs> mate, get in the drawer. Oh yeah. Also, what do you guys think about the that story about the yeah. trap Let us know. By the way, where, where were we before? Uh, so we're talking about pointlessly. Oh, you were talking about uh, like reality, reality TV and stuff being a work. The X Factor. Oh yeah, yeah the X Factor. So basically, they were saying the question was why do people who why is it never the most talented that wins? Because usually, like, I've got like a a hair sticking out my nose is just just annoying me so much, man. It's like, what? What is that? Anyway, get out of there! Get out of there! <laughs> <laughs> Braden comes out. <laughs> so yeah, basically they were saying like, why? Why is it always that the most talented is never the one that wins? And they were saying it's because you can't just come in like this polished act and expect to win the X Factor. Mm. The person who wins the X Factor has to go on a journey. They have to come in like this diamond in the rough, and then at the end they have to be the, you know, going to the swan. Whereas if you just come in like the absolute bee's knees, what, yeah, what happens is they totally nail it in the first one, and then they do the exact same thing throughout, and they're like, I just think you've, I just think you're not putting in the same effort as everyone else, but they were just good the whole way. Yeah, through. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. You know what? A lot of things are like that, though. Eh? Like, you, you ever shared like the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Yeah, it's a lot like that. Where it's like, oh, it's so true. That, yeah. That's so true in wrestling mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, people man. that are like, Wah! yeah, but they want. Yeah, like I've heard ones, and again, I'm naming no one. I'm naming nobody, but I am like, you hear about that where it's like, oh, such and such, like, their physique's improved a ton, eh? Like, oh, yeah, you do always, yeah. Oh, they look amazing now, and you're like, right, great, but like, you know. It's, it's kind of like, they look okay, they look decent, but you're like, I've looked alright since day one. It's like, eh. Yeah, that's yeah, it's like that, that doesn't matter. You have to have the improvement. It's yeah. story. Like, exactly. You need to get fat as hell and then get lean out. Then you've done your work, mate. It's like, how about just maintaining consistency throughout? And like, <laughs> no. No, that's not story, bro. <laughs> Come well, on, bro. I, I can get where you're like, oh, no, yeah, good on them for uh, putting in the effort, finally, you know, and 
I'm trying. I guess it depends on the context and who's saying it and who. It's been like that in school though, as well. Though, like we're talking about school. It's like remember the trouble kids were always the ones. Oh yeah, I remember they were like good. So it was like this kid was like stabbing people and everything. Then like one day he was good. It was like. Wait, yeah. Big applause Some sort of uh, good behaviour I get where it comes from but Yeah But I know what you mean is it's, it's that It is the squeaky wheel gets the grease thing And it is It's one of the most It's the, the truest But one of the most frustrating things ever If you're If you are a guy that Sort of toes the line And does the right things You know what I mean You're just like Thing is though I like to think like Things of it like So career wise for me Like things have annoyed me Here and there But I've seen people get opportunities Because mm-hmm. They just moan their arse off. You know what I mean? There are people that just moan, moan, moan. That's what I'm and, doing, and then, That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> then, I know, I'm trying the new, the new moaning strategy. Get what they want. But I'd like to think, like, long term, I've never been that guy. So yeah. it just, now it's starting to pay off in yeah. the long term, if you know what I mean. Because now I'm not going to, because the people who moan, 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 moan will one day moan to the wrong person and it'll be like, Prr. Yeah, Aye, some people though. That's the thing. Some people are just never satisfied though. That's yes, the thing. No, You'll get people that literally will get everything. They'll they'll be like, oh, I just want this. I want this, and it's like they get it, and then it's the new thing, and then it's like, and again, it's kind of a, it's a progression, and I can kind of understand, I kind of appreciate the kind of the goal orientation of it, but it's such it's in such a negative mind frame where it's like, oh, I'm I'm angry and, and moany because I don't have this, rather than okay, I got this, I want to now achieve this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I know what you mean. I come when it, I can't imagine. I don't know. I do kind of. I'm gonna say I don't live my life like that, but yeah, like I've got a tendency. It's one of my biggest bad habits is is to kind of get easily frustrated about things. Yeah, and sort of like expect things to kind of go the way you would expect. Like I'm kind of the same. Like because you see, uh, recently, like this past few weeks so I did Impact came back for like a day or something and then went immediately on tour of Ring of Honor and it was like (laughs) those those two back to back that was literally like that's one of the first times in wrestling where I've gone I'm actually living my dream Hmm. you know like I remember the first time I did that man I had three I had three shows in one weekend and I was like mate I could I could do this I was like I I like this that was was the first time where I was like I could do the roads like in my head it was like I was literally like a year and a half in but I had like three shows in one weekend I was like mate I'm practically John Cena eh? like, <laughs> I was in my head I was like I mean I could absolutely do this not realising that literally the travelling was literally like all in total probably like 150 miles round trip I was yeah. like it's not that far <laughs> yeah um, god yeah that's funny man like, that's the thing like that's sometimes the funnest times are when you're starting because everything you get is like a huge that's achievement true. that's like, true yeah. getting those wee sh- getting a slightly bigger show is like what I'm going to be performing in front of like 600 people and you're like oh man and it's, it's one of those things where again I, I, I don't think I think there's a difference between never being satisfied and always complaining mm. like I feel like I'm never satisfied <laughs> but I don't think I'm always complaining like I like I like achievements that I make, but then it's like, okay, that's that's cool, but now I want to go and try this. Yeah, you know, that's why I think it's good to have like other things in your life outside ah. of your main passion because oh, it's I- like if things aren't going right with like pro wrestling, well, I'll just put more time into amateur wrestling and actually music. Like I'm, I'm getting more into music now. Like I've really enjoyed. Like I've done five songs for Impact now, hmm. and it's like you know that's half an album. So it's like yeah. I am going to start 
And the cool thing is, it's like once it's done, it's been shown and it's done. So it's like that's five there, tracks yeah. in the can. So like, I'm really keen to get back into music because now I, I'd appreciate any level of successful that you, for that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, I, I have to say, I uh, I'm enjoying. I'm feeling a lot better these days. I was feeling like super down for like a few months. And I couldn't really quite understand. I mean, there were there were other things going on, like you know. Um, real life stuff that's going on but other than that it was, I was just feeling crappy all the time and I've realised it's like because I was just watching miserable stuff on YouTube all day <laughs> you know what I mean well not all day but like if I'm working on something I'll have that on at the site the meat industry yeah what like, do you not know I know like stuff like exactly stuff like that like the 10 most depressing uh, PSAs or whatever it's called yeah you stuff were getting like right into the PSAs for like oh, the really man. creepy PSAs dude like they're they're cool because they're like they're little. We've talked about this before. They're like tiny little horror movies. They're oh, like I love it! One yeah. minute, one minute horror movies. So they're cool. But then, like when all you hear about is like the awful things that happen in the world, it's like it gets a bit depressing. You know? it's, like, it's a bit like going down the rabbit hole with conspiracy theories. Like you well, sometimes, we were, yeah, we were talking about that. That's that's for me because the thing is, like, I've kind of looked up every conspiracy theory there is to look up, and it's like yeah. beyond. Yeah. There's probably about. I would, you know, a, a very small percentage of them that actually have weight to them, and then once you get beyond that, it's like anything. Once you get into something, it becomes. I'm not looking at it because I think they're all true. It's just because it interests me. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, oh, it's yeah, like, exactly. It's like the so, creepy pasta things, man. They're all BS, but it's yeah, like but it could be. It's interesting. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Like there was one with um, there was uh, that uh, new Hideo Kojima game. Someone oh, made yeah. a, a just. I think we spoke about this before, but I think there was a justification about how that's a prequel to Metal Gear. Now I don't necessarily believe that, but they made a hell of an argument for it. Yeah. So it's like that's what I appreciate. But like there are. Yeah, it's totally not going to be. Yeah. So they <laughs> so don't have the rights for it. No, I know, but like the argument is that they've made it as close as they can without, without actually, actually doing. Metal yeah, Gear like a Solid. spiritual prequel, yeah. more like yeah. exactly that. So there's an argument for it. It's a really strong argument, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I think it's true. I think they just. Argued cool it very idea, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I love that. So sort of stuff. yeah, so it's like I can, you kind of go down that rabbit hole. Once you get around past the twenty conspiracy theories that have some weight to them, like okay, JFK, probably an inside job. You know, what I mean? like yeah. like stuff like that. Like yeah. when you talk about like the CIA documents, which talked about what happened, cuts off right before the ask if Lee Harvey Oswald had any uh, allegiance with the CIA so those ones have yeah, you know some of that has weight to it but once you get past the main ones it's like I, I like I like the uh, there's a theory for Always Sunny in Philadelphia where uh, the character Dennis like they sort of hint at him being a psychopath and like well he's definitely a, like some sort of psychopath but like, they're all sort of crazy high. they're yeah. all a little bit but he's like who's Dennis again is he the kind of cunning one He's yeah, the, he's sort of like the like the main one, the good-looking like, one, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the charismatic, the one that's like a douchebag. Yeah, in yeah, like season bit. three, he gets in really good shape, and just for whatever reason, every episode he's got his shirt off at some point. Yeah, like, pretty much. Oh, clearly he's been on mate. He's on the Celtic, mate. He just wants to show off his gains. But like, there's this theory that he is a serial killer. But right. it's like, and there's an episode where they play around with the idea of being a serial yeah, killer. Yeah, dude. And like at the end, he's like. Right, yeah, then we'll get her. Like, they're pretending like, to be serial killers. Yeah, he's like, mind of a serial killer. What's and his like, plan? Yeah, so what do we do after we get her? Like, are we going to just gut her? And it's like, no, well, we're, we're not actually going to kill her. He's like, remember, we're, we're doing this to catch the serial killers. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm just getting carried away with the whole thing. And he's like, but it would like, be fun, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this whole theory that he is actually a serial killer. Oh, Maybe he's dude. the serial killer in the show The Office, the US Office, and stuff like that. <laughs> but I like the oh, idea. The, the Scranton Strangler. I like the idea that he's not a serial killer. He's just yeah. a bit crazy. Like, have you ever 
you know, he just hints at her, like he just, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of doubt. Have you ever heard the theories that, uh, have you guys both watched Friends like all the way through, yeah? Like, yeah. Several times? No. No? I've oh. seen a lot of episodes, but I've never watched So do you know who Phoebe is, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Have you heard the theory that uh, Phoebe is, uh, is got like, has got mental illness, like manic depressing, Ma- manic depressiveness, and she's looking through... She's basically looking through the window of oh, yeah, the central, of central Park, Park. Yeah, and yeah. she's imagining this whole life of like her with all these friends of hers, and they're not real. Yeah, see, that's an example of one that I don't believe at all, but is argued. Yeah. But, oh, the argument so, is, but the yeah. argument is interesting, dude. Yeah, blows my mind. I love that stuff. Where I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's that'd be cool. But it's, it's the same thing where you're. Uh, it's that that meme where it's like in a, you're in English class and you're you're reading the book with your teacher and they're like oh the car- the curtains are blue because it signifies the the peace yeah. and tranquility of the room but in reality they're, they're just, just fucking blue. blue they're just yeah, blue that's yeah. it so like there was a sale on Debenhams for the blue curtains <laughs> there's so many times that like uh, that is so directors yeah, yeah. even like artists for songs and we'll stuff just like, come out and, go. and like painters things like that and they're like. People are just talking to shit. Yeah, as soon like, as you start, any of that. as soon as you start going into that though, everything becomes because you want to believe it. You want to believe it, so you're like, oh god, yeah, of course, like, and you start seeing it, like, yeah, it's, it's there's ones like that. I remember one of the ones that blew my mind. I've watched uh, one of my favorite shows of all time is Scrubs, right? Mm. And I've watched Scrubs like several times over. And there's an episode in Scrubs where uh, I think the, the Statue of Limitations is out for Scrubs. If you've not watched Scrubs, then guys, get just do that. I don't actually know how it ends. No, you dude, it's one to. of the best. You don't want to. I don't want to. Why? No, nah, no, nah, don't count. No, 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 don't count that. Are you counting the last season? Yeah. Nah, forget that. I'm talking about. So there's nine seasons. Season eight is where it truly ends. Then they they were gonna do a spinoff, call it Scrubs Med School. Instead, they thought we'll market it as Scrubs Season Nine so that it'll get more views. And they just had and it was just main like characters and like JD. It was became just like guff. a side character. It was guff. For like half of the season, yeah, that sounds awful. It was yeah, good. Yeah, so season eight is the truth. Like season eight is literally like Ric Flair's why retirement do, in WWE. Why? Do, <laughs> literally, like the best thing of all time. It's great. Why do I not know what happened at the end of season? Well, eight? remind us because I can't. Remember so it. at the I'm end of season eight, uh, JD gets a, a new job at another hospital, like miles and miles away, and he gets to live with. Uh, he decides he's going to get with uh, Elliot and live with her and stuff like that, and he's going to move away. So he moves away from Sacred Heart. And that's basically his last day is basically the end of the series. Right. And there he goes through like his whole journey of like what's happened from the beginning yeah. and all the characters and all the stuff that's happened. The penny in the door. Yeah, and, it, and then it turned and at the end of it it's like the janitor's at the the door again and a new intern yeah. comes through and he's like he's like, Oh, I think there might be a penny in that door and he's like do you put a penny in there? And it's, it's like so yeah, he comes full circle. Like, JD's gone, so now the janitor's going to pick on this new guy. And is that the guy that they go no, no, off no, no, no. So they don't even carry that one. No, no. dude. Like they turn in the last season, they turn the school, uh, they turn the hospital into a med school, and it becomes a sort of school thing. It's weird, man. And it's just really bad. And JD's back. For he's some been. Reason. He's back for like a couple of episodes. Then he goes away. All the doctors become teachers. That's like, so stupid. That's yeah, so they, Franco's in it though. Yeah, you know? Doctor Cox becomes a main, more of a main character than he was before. So that's kind of good. Because I always I, liked his character. Yeah. Why the rest of the main really character to do anything else? Like he's one of these guys. You get these characters in in Hollywood who are like just known for being tremendous actors, but never really have like main roles. Like seen yeah. films, he was always the guy that was like the little side character, but he, he always kicked ass. Always did well, yeah. 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 But yeah. like he was never a main character. Like I remember him in Office Space. He was hilarious. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was really good yeah. in Office Space, yeah. But, um, so, like, there's an episode of that where... Uh, oh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Bulls! We're talking Bulls. about, like, theories and stuff. Oh, oh um... What was the theory again? You know what? I will come back to it. We went off a trail there, but don't worry. It'll come okay, back. Okay. But yeah, yeah. think of other actors who you, you like, but you're right, fantastic. Do you know who's doing really well, man? John Krasinski. I'm really shocked, man. So since The What's Office, he, he was in The American Office. He played Jim. Oh, right, yeah. In The American He'll Office. He'll never escape being Jim, though. But no, he's, dude, he's Jim. doing so many things now. Like, he's in... What was he? He's just, he was in that he's horror in movie. He's in Quiet Place. Yeah, Quiet yeah. Place. He's in other stuff. He's got like, a TV show on like Netflix and stuff now. Like, he's doing a lot of stuff, man, which I'm really shocked about because most of those type of actors are usually just, like, pigeonholed into... Cast, yeah. yeah, they're pigeonholed into certain I mean, roles. Well, who's look the guy at in Jurassic Park and all that? The main guy in Jurassic Park. Oh, what, now? Uh, the recent Jurassic yeah, yeah, Park. Yeah. Uh, Chris oh, Pratt. Chris Pratt, yeah. Chris Pratt, yeah. He, like... Remember, he was, like... He was in Parks and Rec, man, and he was, like, a goofball. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah and he's, like, made himself at this Hollywood... Dude, dude. he's literally... He's a beast. Man, How did yeah. he do that? I'm trying to think, actor. like, what did he do? He's just a really likable person as yeah. well. Like, well, what year was the first Guardians of the Galaxy? Do you remember Bradley Cooper as well? Just became like a megastar overnight. Yeah, yeah. overnight. It was like the Hangover, and yep. he did like yeah. really Hangover. Like then he did one. the what was the one with the drugs that he took? Limitless, Limitless. and then that was, was really the good, actually, I quite like was it? Limitless. I've never seen it. Looks pish. I've never right. seen it. Like it kind of was, but also kind of wasn't. Yeah. It's a bit like Taken. You know, you gotta yeah. know what you're in for. But it was quite, I, f- I f- remember it quite fondly. But I remember he had this film about he was a chef. And it was like, ugh. That's the only one I ever saw. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, the only scene I remember is they were in like some Burger King. And it, to be honest, I'm not even going to go into it. it, was, it was, I'm, I'm just getting flashbacks. Sure wasn't one of the shit Hangover sequels. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, the sequel's not good. Hangover 2 was okay. Ah, it's like, once you've done it, though, man. Or was it Hangover 3 that was okay? Nah, remember. dude. Once Do you've done it, it's they like, were all, get... Nothing was as good as the original. But... The original was lightning in a bottle, but like I've said before, my theory on films: if something is a success, it needs three. It needs three incarnations to die. So if something's amazing, right? Say you've got like, you know, let's say you've got like Big Buzz Movie One. Oh, it's amazing! It draws amazing in, in the box office. It makes tons of money. It gets really good critical reception, right? Hangover, right? Take that, amazing lightning in a bottle. So they're like, oh well, we'd be stupid not to make a Hangover Two, right? Make a Hangover Two, and they're like. And everyone's like, well, the first Hangover was amazing. So everyone goes to see it. It makes a shit pile of money at the box office again. And everyone's like, uh, it was a bit shit, though. Like, hmm. So the critical reception's not as good, but the box office reception was really great because everyone Uh, went. And then by the time the third one comes along, they go, the people go, nah, the second one was quite shit. We're not going to go. And that's when the third one's usually like, it'll die. You know what I find a lot of the time with these uh, things? This happened with Anchorman. They become too self-aware. Like so, yeah. I so, didn't even see Anchorman yeah, too. Dude, Anchorman two sucks. Man. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The trailer, don't get me wrong. Like, terrible. there's bits that are funny. There are bits that are really funny. But it's so it's too like, haha. This is like Anchorman. Do you remember that film that you? Yeah. Dude, I it's, got that yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah. So basically, like the first film is just like a funny film. Awesome. Whereas Anchor Anchorman two is almost like you know, like scary movie is a parody of Scream. It's yeah. almost like Anchorman two is a parody of Anchorman. And it's yeah, like, man. We don't need that. I know what you mean. It's. It, I remember there was one. It's where, funny. Sorry, it's funny you just bring up Scream because I mean, Scream is like actually such an interesting movie. It starred as a parody of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, Scream is a parody. All right, but then oh. then that got parodied by Scary <laughs> Movie even more. You know. Yeah, but then Scream as a franchise became what it was parodying and just became a slasher. Series. Really? Yeah. See the first Scream. It's hilarious. Is it really? Yeah. Do you not remember it? No, I've never it seen it. Really I've fun. Never seen it. It's really funny. 
And it's really good. Well, it's one of my go. favorite films, actually. Well, yeah. there you Dude, go. Scary yeah. movie is amazing. Scary movie is amazing. It is hilarious, man. Yeah, it's very funny. I just remember that bit this time. He's like, got a dollar? She goes, oh, are you hungry? He's like, I said a dollar. Oh, yeah, she gives him the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. But no, uh, when we were talking about the, the hangover, uh, the highlight of the hangover is Ken Young. Of course. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, of course. And him in community as well. He is just. Oh, one dude. Of I might start watching community. It is unreal. Do you think I would like him? I. I love Community. It's one of the best shows. I'm ever. into the American Office and I'm into like Parks and Rec. So, well, I like Community. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I'll give that a bash. Yeah. I think I need it's to give really that a bash. Good. I just started watching again. Just, it's funny you were talking about. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I just started watching it again from the beginning, just because yeah. you were talking about it like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I'm gonna start watching this through, and I was like, man, I forgot just how like off the wall this is. Yeah, it's, it's just so ridiculous. I, yeah. I've tried again. It's that and Arrested Development. I've tried to get into them. I just Arrested Development. As I, I've told people many times, you have to watch a whole season and then rewatch it to to get it. Like almost like see on your second watch. That's the best one. That's really? the best one. Yeah, because it's got so many reoccurring jokes. Or like, there's jokes that are built up over an entire season. Oh, right. an right. entire season. So what should I watch it start to finish? Like start to finish and then watch it again, or season one and then watch season one again? I would do season one, two, three, and then watch those again. And really? Watch four and five. Okay. Yeah. Right. Ooh. For, okay. For season four, not not good. Before, really? Why? Before, they they got bought by Netflix, and it was just oh. like too late after it got cancelled on Fox. So the magic was sort of gone and like they couldn't get all the actors in the same place to film scenes yeah right. so it's a very split like yeah. it's not the worst but it's just not as good as the first yeah, three yeah. if you're like, gonna season do season 2 and 3 are unreal like they are so funny if you're gonna do that you need to grab it quick man like remember in Brooklyn Nine-Nine got cancelled yeah and like, like it got picked up everyone was trying to buy it <laughs> like immediately got picked up and I was like oh it's like it never even got cancelled yeah. I know it's been picked up and it's just going to hit season six like nice and smooth and like just next, just next. Yeah. But before we move on, I did remember what I was going to say about Scrubs. Okay. And it was it was something back on like the, the things you notice and like the little like the little things you see. So there was a character. Did you remember the character of Ben? Yeah. He was, he was played by uh, Brendan. Yeah, Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fraser, yeah. And he always did the camera in that. Yeah, yeah. He's there's an episode where he goes back. So he's not his first episode, but when he comes back like a couple of seasons later after he's yeah, been the diagnosed one was with like, leukemia, oh, he was dead the whole time. Yeah, man. I never noticed it until like I watched it back, and it was like he's always like, "Oh, I'll carry this camera around with me till the day I die." And then midway through the episode, you see him, even though he's still there, he's not got his camera anymore, and you're like, oh. and you're like. Oh shit, he's dead, and it's like whoa. Tell him you I dude, that blew my mind when I saw it. I was like, have you seen the also the it's supposed to have uh, been influenced by like a scene in, from Tintin? Like, there's a bit where so when when JD comes to Doctor Cox at the funeral and goes, where do you think we are? Everything apparently is exactly the same as like a scene at a Tintin, even from like the tie that Doctor Cox is wearing and everything. Well, I, I can't remember what the relation was, but it was something I saw and I was like. They, they showed the two scenes together and I was like it is I was like it's weird see, I love when you get like attention to detail like that like, yeah. we were talking about uh, we were watching some clips from Who is America before oh, we came God. to the podcast <laughs> which is like hilarious 
but um, they were talking about it on a few podcasts I listened to about the it's the clothes that his characters wear yeah, are like some of yeah. the best bits like the guy that's like the totally kind of liberal left wing guy just see the, like the sandals he's got on and like the way his hair is and the stuff he's wearing it's like everything is like micromanaged and executed oh he perfection. is perfect at creating characters just, uh, yeah. and making them believable yeah oh and I love yeah, that man. no matter how like, ridiculous yeah. the characters are like look at Borat man like, I know you I know. could believe that was a real character yeah Dude, but at the same time you dude, can't like, see he's so ridiculous and out there but he makes you dude, believe it when I was younger man what you because I remember watching <laughs> Borat when it before the movie when it used to be the sketch shows yeah, it used yeah, to yeah, be the like, show yeah just after on the that was like 2000 dude I thought they were two different people I genuinely yeah, did really. I did well I would have been like 8 or 9 years old yeah, I yeah, genuinely yeah. believed they were two different people I didn't think that they were this I was like he's amazing man I was like no way they're the same people and he's like yeah my brother was the one who told me he goes yeah that's the same guy and I was like no it's not and he's like yeah I'll tell Couldn't you who came it. close Face Jacker came close like, I, think, I think you is, just overrated Face Jacker no Face Jacker is like fantastic I've never seen you it but I do remember people talking about it uh, nah there was only a couple of decent scenes Teddy Tips yeah that's like the only one though they made me like another Brian Bedondi I don't remember that one Brian Bedondi the artist would it be like he was like thing is like the the mo- like ninety percent of face jacker was just funny voices. I thought phone jacker was terrible. I didn't like phone jacker. Yeah, that's why it's just funny voices. But it was just phone yeah. jacker. But but, but was face jacker I thought was hilarious. Except the American version, but they did. That's when that show died. They did an American version, mm-hmm. and what happened was like because the reason that face jacker was so funny was because it was like this the British politeness that people yeah. know something's yeah. going yeah. on but yeah. they're like oh whereas when he went to America like people just started calling him out like yeah, just like, going, well, like, you got a fake face so like yeah wh- why are you doing that you know oh. like so they, they really ruined that for me that but, um, but it's funny but, how like Borat I would say worked better in America than he did in the UK yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. He, he sketches, knows. You know? He knows which line to toe. But seeing who's America, there are a few scenes that don't work. Like there are a few people that go like, "Well, actually, no, that's not true." And I'm not going to take this interview any further. Really? Yeah. yeah Bernie was like, one of them. Yeah. Bernie wasn't taking any of this crap. Yeah. Good. Good for Bernie. Sounded to be like, I know. I'm not in this picture. But you, that again, it shows though, doesn't Although, it? It shows because it's like clearly some of the things actually because I've never seen it until today. You guys literally showed it to me as I came in, and I was like. They, I was like, this can he be? This guy has to be in on this. Like nobody can be that like ridiculous. Like surely not. It's it's kind of like there's a thing where the cameras are on you as well. Yeah, well, that's true. You can't just yeah. be like, no. Yeah, well, you don't want to be that. Have, have you ever heard of the Milgram experiment? No. So no, basically, basically it was like an experiment. I think it was in the fifties, and what they did is they literally it was a test to see how far you can push humans just by wearing a lab coat. So there would be, they would give oh, these guys yeah. as, they'd yeah. give people a lab coat and they'd pretend they're scientists and people knew they were taking part in a study, but they thought the study was about like shock therapy and discipline and stuff, but mm-hmm. actually it was about how far you could push them. So what they do is they go, oh yeah, so basically if he answers a question wrong or does something wrong, all you do is just push the button and give him a little shock. And oh. like, it has like the voltage meter there, right? So, and it says basically like, life-threatening at one side right so basically they'll go the guy answers a question wrong they'll be going like oh yeah just give him a little shock so look at the guy will go like ah and he's like selling it but it's not really happening 
Right, so they'll go. Oh, oh they get they on like another room or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They so it's a one-way work. So they could hear the screaming. I can't remember what it was, but they went like, "Oh yeah," and if you just turn it up for me, and they're like, "Oh, but it says it's life threat." It's like, "Ah, no, that's fine. It's fine." And like almost everybody in the experiment, like yeah. basically, they made them think that they had. So basically, those people believed they were literally killing somebody just because someone in a oh lab told them it was fine. Well, let me go into some uh, some history here. Uh, so history in Nazi with Germany, Jake. when they started. The final solution. Yeah. Um. They were well. They what they started with was getting rid of what the Nazis called undesirables. Yeah. Which was people with disabilities. Jake's a real history buff, by the way. And I want to really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude, real history buff. Like I know. Dude, you and my dad would get on. He loves history, man. He's like right into history. Yeah. But they uh, they would actually get they would collect all the undesirables as yeah. they would call them, and uh, on a bus they. Bring them to a, a nice like palace or something like a big house like state like you know a really nice place. Yeah, loads of guys in lab coats stuff. They take their names, blah blah blah. Get them in, put them into the room, and kill them. <sighs> and like people would be none the wiser, none the wiser because the lab coats they do whatever. They, they just yeah they just do they yep. do that just do whatever they were told. Have you ever listened to I've listened to podcasts man where like comedians talk about this and they talk about how. They like sneak into like music concerts and stuff and like of sporting events. Yeah, just by wearing like a lanyard. Oh well, you, you, lanyard. you remember what I used to be like? I used to. You used to get into like, yeah, the park. Yeah, and I went, yeah, I used to. I mean, I used to go to loads of gigs just because I had a, I had a Channel Four lanyard from like one event that was like an old event from about five really? years before. And we got we got loads of gigs. No, no, yeah, so there's a. We actually, to be fair, we paid for the tickets to the gigs, but we ended up like going backstage. Yeah, you try and yeah. go as far so, as you like, can. I remember, like, there's there's one which like uh, there's there's one I actually can't even give any clues to. It was a concert, but I can't give any clues as to it is because I'm gonna. I I know I will cross paths with this this person. Did it last week, man. This person is a megastar who I know I will cross paths with in the next. Uh, in the next year for sure You're and I'm going to and I'm gonna say, Kanye West come on in here man <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say look you know sorry that was uh, that, that was me that was backstage at your show because I used to because like say we because uh, when I was in the band I used to think the answer was to get your demo CD to famous people yeah. and that's how you got sports slots so they did movies fair, in that I had yeah. got a couple of support slots that way so I remember we bought tickets to the Foo Fighters but I took my channel 4 lanyard and I remember so you said you weren't going to see who it was no that wasn't the right one. Oh, okay that's that's a, no no but this one doesn't have any <laughs> this is another time I yeah, scammed like, my way through and I didn't realise this was a different so, story and, and uh, Nine Inch Nails were supporting Foo Fighters and Trent Reznor's wow, like my hero you? I know Jesus. Nine Inch Nails supported it's like what the hell so for the Foo Fighters yeah. as well like but, Jesus but I remember like Trent Reznor was my hero and I was like and the thing is it was dumb because it was like my music's nothing was nothing like Nine Inch Nails music yeah like it was why like, would I get a support rock. slot yeah exactly so Foo Fighters at a push yeah you know what I mean yeah. but like so but I, I was like nah I'm gonna beat Trent Reznor right so like I literally Oh, oh, man down, really? man down. What are you doing with it? Man down. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, God. Facebook is down. Oh, God. I repeat, Facebook is down. Facebook is down. Facebook is down. Just getting in my ear here, and yes, Facebook is down. Right. So, um, <laughs> went so back to the Yeah, and I remember going in, and I was like, uh, I don't know if it was like his manager or something like that. Who's outside the door, and uh, I was like, "Oh, could I?" I've got the lanyard, which has nothing to do with that event. I was like, "Could I go in?" He's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must have thought I was like cleaning stuff. And I remember I just sat down in the chair that was there and I was like, there was like a, a buffet <laughs> over there. It's like a set list there and no one else is there and I'm just like swiveling around in the chair. And I remember I was like, this is not how I'm going to meet Trent Reznor. And I literally just got up and left. Like, I was like, yeah, no. Imagine but, like you going into like a green room, you know, like your your nice like backstage I know, room. And there's just and like there's just some <laughs> goober sitting in the chair, like I know. Oh, hi, Joe. I'm a big fan. Here's my uh, wrestling tapes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I practice with my younger brother. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm quite good. Oh, Joe, you inspired me to make yeah. my own music videos yeah, here. Be going, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Here's, oh, right. I made an entrance on you. On you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. That so that's why I can never get too mad at fans that, like, you know. Because you didn't. Get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think. Um, good Lord. I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, you know, fans like just being massive fans. Of course, know? it's just like there's just times where you gotta think like, "Am I going over a line here?" Oh, I was definitely going over. Yeah, like, you, oh, you yeah, were. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, definitely. I think I was like, I think I was like, I was quite young. Like, I was like sixteen or something at the time. Like, <laughs> I was just like, "This is how you make it in the business." Eh? Like, as I'm, so, remember we were talking ages ago about like when when's the cut off for like right that's that's off the record now like the stupid stuff you did when you were a child like stupid shit you did like when is it like uh, that was that was off the record as oh, an adult can I just add one thing to that like, yeah go for it here's go for the it. crazy thing so eventually like we got busted um, someone had said that lanyard's not right or whatever and we oh. had to leave and then the, the guy was go- the guy who was there was the, the, not kicked us out he was like hey man you gotta go but I'll tell you what he was like Props for getting this far. He was like, props for getting this far. And it only occurred to me, probably like a few years ago, that basically this guy was like a kind of, you know, a label executive and stuff like that. Mm. And I got to thinking, and I was like, wait a second. That was Bill. Like, that was the guy we went to see in New York. Oh, really? It was. Yeah. I had it in my head and I was like, oh my God. So like with the band, like so many years later, we'd gone to New York to have a meeting with RCA, which is Foo Fighters record label. Oh. So Bill was on tour with them at that time. And wow. it was him that had kicked me out of the gig, who I was then wow. having a meeting with years later. Do you think he recognised you? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely nah. not. I mean, the, the weird thing, I remember like, it was, when did we see Bill? It was like 2011, 2012. I went to see them and I remember being in the office and I was like right we've got to nail this meeting and I went in and he had an intercontinental belt on the wall and I was like oh I'm going to nail this because we're going to bond on wrestling and blah 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 I remember he uh, he ended up signing the band he he signed a few bands like instead of us and one of them was like the complete right call like there was just like I remember he let me hear this band and I didn't think much of their demo at the time I was like "Eh, it's okay but then a year later they came out with that shut up and dance with me oh really oh yeah, no way so he let me hear their demo and he was like yeah I think these guys are going to be huge and I was like oh cool yeah no I mean I, I like it I like it like Bill was like the coolest record label guy ever he was like he actually wanted to sign us it was his boss that said no oh really like yeah so he took us in to see his boss and he was like no. I don't know man that's kind of what I would do as a doorman where I'd be like I'd let you in mate but, but the managers no no nah. we, like, we were there in the meeting oh really we there, yeah yeah so uh, but 
I mean, he wouldn't have. He's a busy dude. He wouldn't have invited us up. That's good. Point. You know what I mean? Hmm. So it's a good point. But the other guy was just. He said, "Look, he's like I. He was like I was all for it. He said I wanted to give you a two album deal, but uh, I can't remember what the other guy was. I think it was Steve something. But he was like Steve. He's like you know you don't have like huge social media. You're not like you know there's not like a huge buzz around. Yeah, you've done these big shows in Scotland. But bang, be like twenty thousand followers, uh, bitch. <laughs> but he was like he was going verified. I know. <laughs> but he's going at the time. He's like you don't have you know a huge following. You don't have loads of hits. So he was like yeah, you're doing big live." Shows but it's in Scotland and RC UK we're not really linked to them so just didn't really make a lot of business sense he's like but he said I said I can see something in you mm. he's like I'd have signed you for for a, a two album deal just because I think you, you I think you're going to do something and it's weird like I'd love to see him again now mm. and mm. I, dude the chances are like if if he was if he wanted to sign you. Like I don't know about it. it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he, like he's aware of what these like mu- the music stuff you're doing now like the parody stuff it wouldn't surprise me well the weird the weird thing was that actually um, I don't know if this is still the case I think I looked it up but um, w- I remember thinking this when I started doing my parodies but uh, WWE Music Group I think is co-ran by Sony or RCA which is a division of Sony and I thought yeah. that's an interesting link because like he will have mm. I remember they did a joint press release with them and one the, the other guy at the label was involved in it in some way and it was like it is weird it is such a small world it would explain the wrestling but yeah, oh, it really yeah. would. It really would. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest with you, I think now the theory is there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think now with the way that the wrestling business is and the way social media is, I genuinely believe if I put out an album and did it the right way, oh, the right people would then see it. Like. I, I think. Well, I think it would. I think it would chart. I do think it would chart. Hmm? Uh, obviously, that would take a huge amount of work. Would like, you put out a I mean, serious album or would you do like a mix of both? Or both. Like both. I, think, I think to be honest with you, I I really want to do like serious stuff but I know you gotta know what people are there yeah. are paid to see you know I mean it's like no one's like it's not always about what you want to do my yeah. Band. yeah exactly like you've got to serve the audience whereas what the audience want is they want my parody songs they want stuff like that so that's probably what I would put out first but I think what I'd probably do is I would release an album that had let's say 10 of my songs it wouldn't be the parodies really Unless mm. I could get some sort of clearance for that, like, I don't know how that works. I'd probably do the ten original ones. I was going to so, say the ten yeah. ones that you've been so doing. So it'd be like you know, uh, so Joe Henry makes things better, and then the other four ones I've done for Impact, and then whatever else we do, um, and then what we'd probably do is add three or four bonus tracks onto it that are my band, which is basically saying like you know, if you enjoy that, here's what it is. If you don't, you got your ten tracks. You know, hey, that works, it. man. That's but I, I'm, I have to say, when we talk about goals and stuff, I think I'm, I think. You know, releasing those uh, those tracks is I'm just saying. I think it's probably this year is probably a good time to put out the tracks. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. For the band or for the well, we were just saying priority being like parodies and yeah, you know, yeah, that sort of stuff. Because you got to serve the audience. You know, what I mean, there's probably like yeah. there's probably fifty people who are you know genuinely interested in my actual band. Whereas yeah, like, no, there's no. probably like you know many thousands of people who are interested in Man. the parodies and stuff. <laughs> a couple of folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we actually haven't talked about much wrestling today. We probably should touch on something. What do uh, what do you think of uh, Ronda Rousey winning the title? I mean, I know what you'll think. Do you know what? Do you know what I'll think? What yeah. do you think I'll think? Well, I think you'll think the same as me. I, I think it, it makes total business sense. It makes total business sense. I agree. I was my thing was shit or get off the pot. 
I was like, the problem here is if they wank this out and make her get screwed over or something, people are just going to be like, oh, here we go, another you yeah. know, another add-on. I was like, if they're going to do it, they need to pull the trigger now. I like, see her finish. I like her finish. The way that they, the way she does it, she's got it, and then it's just right in, and it literally, the way it looks is brutal. It looks brutal. We're it, talking about the arm. The arm bar, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her finish. I don't know what the other thing was she did because she, when she Why first kind of spinny someone dropped. Well, she did this. She did it much better at yeah. uh, on on Alexa Bliss. And I thought I was like, holy god, that looks cool. Like yeah. I thought, my first reaction to it was, oh shit, that's cool. I well, I didn't. I wasn't sure quite what it was, um, but it looked it looked super cool. The armbar looked badass. I liked that Alexa came out on Monday Night Raw with the sling and like sold yeah. it and that. Like I thought that was great. Um, yeah, I think that it makes perfect business sense. I mean. Yeah, I think perfect business sense. I Do you know what else as well? Movie. Like it does remind me of Kurt Angle and that like I've never seen anyone else like take to it that quick. Like whether like her facial expressions or like or everything she does, like she looks like she's been doing it a very long she's time. She's a fan. At the end of the day, she's yeah. ultimately a fan. Well, that's I think that benefited me because like even when I was just doing judo and stuff like that, I always had pro wrestling in mind, and I think like. I think that always carries some weight, you know what I mean. But with Ronda, like she's she's had the um, the privilege of pr- she's probably had top level talent in with her. Basically, she's oh, probably yeah. had a ring to herself like all day, oh, every probably, day. You know yeah. I mean? And but respect her because she probably could have done what she's done with doing a quarter of the work. She could have coasted if she wanted to, and she's embraced it and she's made herself literally, you know, a main event quality talent. And I don't think people can really criticise her wrestling. I don't think that'd be fair. That's the thing with with wrestling. It's like you have to consider it's like how much how much of a difference athleticism makes. Like again, look at the people that have taken to it super quick, you know, Kurt Angle, Lesnar, those guys that just came in and literally just like took to it like ducks to water. I genuinely believe wrestling, pro wrestling is, is such a weird thing, especially today. And again, this is just a, my own commentary on the business. Like I feel like the business has changed in a way that people that before would have been discouraged and been like, no, I, I, I was never an athlete or, you know, guys like, you know, back in the day now, like he's kind of the first, one of the first ones of the, of this kind of generation, generation. like CM Punk and stuff, you know, who are like never been an athlete in his life, never really done any sports, but you know, loves pro wrestling and you know he's under six feet tall and he's not jacked up and it's like is this punk you're talking about yeah and people are like uh, you can't be a, you can't be a pro wrestler but he's kind of the first guy to go no I can't and I'll be honest man like considering he wasn't jacked and whatever and you know I I believed punk was the perfect the, the perfect kind of guy to, to start off that era of independent yeah. wrestlers coming in like because he was still big you know he was big and he had a great look for what his character was yeah. the character of him like that straight edge character wasn't going to be jacked up and big same as like Stone Cold was never going to have like ripped yeah. up abs in that it's just you need to fit the character the narrative to it and it's like he did a really I mean, good it's job it's interesting of that. a lot of top 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 wrestlers aren't that reliant on their physiques like aren't like monsters not like, even doesn't so, need to be anymore so like CM Punk, like you say, Stone Cold, yeah. Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart was in great shape, but he wasn't like ginormous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's weird, man. See, I look back at it now and I'm like, God, when people say that Bret Hart was small, it's so shocking because he's probably. Because now he'd be huge. I mean, you, you know look what? at it, it's like he is jacked, man. Do you know what's crazy to me? Like, being on, like, so there's a few exceptions, but it is a rare exception when I'm the smaller one in the match. That blows my mind. Like, I thought about it, man, and I, I was like that the same. That's why I struggled. Uh, 
because I thought before pro wrestling, I thought I was too small to be a wrestler. I thought, oh, you've got to be six four, six five, you know, two hundred and twenty pounds or whatever. Whereas like, I'm, you know, I'm not far off that weight now. But like, you know, I'm I'm not super duper tall. I'm above six foot. But yeah. like, but now it's like I'll be wrestling. Like I was wrestling Jonathan Gresham the other night in Ring of Honor, who, by the way, is one of the best wrestlers I've ever stepped in the ring with. All but, I'll say is I, I actually I don't I didn't see the match, but I did hear like through the grapevine, just like on social media, that yeah. you guys tore it down. Dude, I think that that's one of the best matches I've ever had. Really, we wrestled for fifteen minutes, like uh, and bell to bell. I think there was one bump. How one much bump. was that? How much was? Can you do? Are you comfortable revealing kind of the ends of it? Like how much was kind of called in the back and? It was. Do you know, again, it's like you want to predict the business to a certain extent, but like Jonathan Gresham has actually, I think, changed the way I think as a wrestler. He changed the way I thought about it. He, he thinks, the, he cha- he's changed the way I think about it because before, like, when I was doing hold for hold, I would literally just do, well, I'm a series of things. I'd go in my head, I'd go, well, I'm going to do this, and oh, he's there now, so I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this, and oh, he's there, so I'll do this. And it's cool, and whatever. But the way he approaches it is it's like he approaches it in like almost like chapters of a story. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean, so it's like if you're going to do this, well, then there's got to be this, 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 which then results in this. Yeah, and this makes me feel this way. Do you know what ah. I mean? So it's like we maybe. So I'll give you an example. We did. So we there was a number of stories within our match. Yeah. So one of them was we worked a, a hammer lock, right? Yep. So he's got me in a hammer lock. I tried to do the regular reversal out of it straight back in. What did I do? Straight back in. I tried the third time. I have to get to the ropes. Yep. So, and then, which was a callback to earlier in the match, when I had him in a hold, he couldn't get over and he had to go to the ropes. So now we're like, even. And it's like, all right, okay. And then, I, and then so we lock up again. I put him in the hammer lock. Yep. Then he does a fancy Johnny Saint style reversal yep. to get out of it. Then, so I'm back in it. I try the Johnny Saint thing and he just lets go and I'm like tied in a ball on the ground looking like an idiot. Yeah. And it's like, all right, very good. And I'm like, but I could have got out of that, you know? And he's like, I'm like, I'll put him back in it then. So he grabs it and then I do the one where I'm running around the ring and he basically, um, I'm trying to think without, without swearing, but he, basically as I run forward, it pushes him through the ropes. Oh, so, right. So I've basically just like mugged him off. Aye. And then he comes back in and then we start working a story where he just get keeps getting thrown out the ring, which leads him to get more and more frustrated, which then picks up the pace of the match. Dude. And it was like, so we were doing all these things, but there wasn't like a single bump in it. But it was just escalating the, the match and everything made sense. And it was just like wrestling him. It was like, wow, he is, he is actually next level. Dude, you are basically describing what I was talking about a couple weeks ago where I was talking about the, the art of that being gone. Like the number of guys that can truly, because that's not just check out this. Because it's one thing to get in and do technical moves and do reversals, but to tell a story through it and act a story that's right in front of your face like that is so rare nowadays. I remember my favorite Jonathan Gresham thing, like memory of Jonathan Gresham, right? Of like of what I remember from when, like he was around because he was in Scotland a few times, yeah, like, yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, right? And you guys might know a guy now. Uh, by the name of Jack Gallagher, right? Gentleman Jack Gallagher, he's on 205 Live, right? Really, really good guy. Uh, amazing, amazing worker, yeah? Uh, had a chance to train with him quite a few times, and he's, he's brilliant. I remember Jonathan Gresham was going to be working Jack Gallagher in the main event of this, of this show, 
right? Jonathan Gresham's there, whatever. But Jack Gallagher, he was coming up from England, so he was coming up from down south. Mm. So, and he was coming up, but there was like problems with uh, there was problems with like the trains and buses and stuff that day. So, and so he was delayed like mad, right? So he comes up. It's literally the 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 music of the winner of the match before their match, yeah, is playing, right? Jack Gallagher got himself changed in the taxi on the way up, right? Changed into his gear in the taxi on the way up, gets in the building, right? They have, I swear to God, they've got about two minutes to chat about the finish or something, right? They go out and they absolutely tear it down for 20 minutes. That's nuts, man. Couldn't believe it. Dude, and I swear to God, I would never have believed it if I hadn't been in the locker yeah, room at the it. time yeah, yeah. seeing this happen. Because John Graham's just like chilling. He's like, oh, you know, when he gets here, just whatever. And he's like, and then they, he's just, they're both so chilled out and relaxed. They go out and just work. And I was like, well, fuck me. I was like, I genuinely saw that. I was like, man, that is fucking, that's amazing. Do you like, know what the crazy thing is? Next like, level. I got some of the best responses I think I've had for a match in a long time. And the only move I used was a high knee. One high knee. But when you I didn't use the forward right slam, I didn't use the ankle lock. No moves, nothing. Literally, the high knee was the high spot. Was it like, takes, do you know what, though, It takes a certain kind of guy, right? And I'll tell you this. I remember one of my favourite other ones about that was when I saw uh, a guy, I, I saw Mikey Whiplash get a pop off a headlock. Yeah. A headlock, dude. So literally the match before was like doing all like a bunch of high flying stuff, whatever. He managed to get so he was working as a, as a villain, whatever. This guy, this this guy was a young guy. He was quite he was a bit of a trainee, and he managed to get this guy a massive pop because the guy managed to get a headlock on him. Well, just because of how they played it, I was see, like, amazing. See the experience I had like wrestling Gresham. It really, and the cool thing is like I had all different matches across the Impact stuff and the Ring of Honor stuff. It was like a different match every night. The yeah. night before that. It was a Fatal 4-Way, which had like some comedy stuff in it. Me, Marty Skrull, Christopher Daniels, and Kip Sabian, which was a lot of fun. Again, I learned new stuff in there as well. And I've learned, like, see if I'm in a 4-Way match. Like, I need to get, like, one... I only need one thing, and that's the double follow-away slam. When mm-hmm. I get the double follow-away slam, people go like, oh my god, he's just like two guys. That. And they remember that, and they don't really remember anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's good to have that, and I don't have to wreck my body to do it. Yeah, they remember but the, the moment. The, the night before that, had, you know, um, a match with Adam Page, which was, like, really physical, and it was good. Then before that, in Impact, like, myself and Grado, again, we're doing a tag match that had, like, some comedy elements. You know, the night before that, I was wrestling, I think I was on the... Uh, I was on with Tyson Dukes the night before before that which um, we got to uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it but um, we got to help this kid called Stephen kind of live out his dream of coming down yeah, to yeah I read about that that was pretty awesome that's cool. you see that at all no. so basically um, there's this kid called Stephen who's had a couple of brain surgeries and he's really not well but he got to come down to the ring with me do the entrance and all that and then once the match yeah, is over cool. Tyson Dukes gets back in the ring and he's giving me a jip and I'm like so I give him the follow slam as well and I'm like quick Stephen pin him pin him oh, so he comes no. in he's like, and I'm like what the whole building Three and you know what the coolest thing was? He turned round to hard cam and did his pose. I was like, he just knew to turn round to hard cam. I was like, there you go. That was awesome. Yeah. So he was going right. He was doing the pose, and um, so like we've kind of kept in touch with the family and stuff, and they're like delighted. And so I'm gonna give him my uh, my knee pad covers. Oh yeah. Um, So like I've only got one. I'm having to get new ones made because I'm gonna give him mine. Yeah. But I just thought like. I, I, I don't know I just thought you know what's what you know I'm going to change my ring gear anyway you know it's going to mean more to him than it's going to mean in, in a drawer you know what I mean yeah me. that's so, cool 
Yeah, so, and the cool thing is he uh, he signed, like, he was like, well, you signed my t-shirt, so now I need to sign your t-shirt. <laughs> so he wrote Stephen on my t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> so I got that. But anyway, the, the point was, that was like, that was just a kind of feel-good thing that happened. And it, it, the cool thing about that is it made you forget about all the nonsense that goes on in wrestling, all the bad parts, and you realise that's what it's for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, his mum's telling me that's like, you know, totally made this year and you know it's the happiest you've seen him in ages and it's like you can't you know that just that in itself makes everything else worth it you know what I mean yeah. that sort of stuff it really makes you feel silly for moaning about like well I want to do this as a show you know what I mean and stuff yeah. like that it really puts things in perspective you can actually make a difference but anyway the point was it was like it's different matches every single night but yeah. being on with Gresham it was like what it actually did is it literally felt like I had an awakening in that match I was like Oh man, everyone's coming away from this saying that you know, saying good things about it, and we we literally did you know we a, a lot of just feeling it in there, like you know telling these stories, and it was like I'm now in this situation where my understanding of wrestling was this, and it's now this, but I know I don't know all these compartments now, but it's almost like it's it's hard to explain. It's almost like when you level up in a game. You know what I mean? So right, that's level two done. Oh shit! Now level three all is this abilities. massive thing. Yeah, you've but got you've got to, do got all to these master things, them. Yeah, yeah, you've got to do all these things. But the cool thing is now I know what I need to do because I know what he did, mm. and now I need to know what do I need to do to be able to produce that with other people. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, he's so experienced. In a way, he's bringing me up to his level. Now I go. Now how do I deliver that and bring? people up to up to that how can I bring other people up to that level a, when I'm wrestling it's a bit like what you were saying before about becoming a role you you might get a exactly. role thrusted upon yeah, you and you don't exactly. believe it and then but over then, time you become exactly. that role it was, it was like that thing like I won the British Championship when you know nobody thought I was going to and it was just out of nowhere this is freestyle wrestling I'm talking about but then the weird thing was when I, st- when I won that I started smashing everybody at competitions because I was like right well this is who I am now this yeah. is this is my role now, you know, and I think it's the case of that. So now that I've seen what is possible, I'm like, right, how do I execute this? How do I put my own spin on this? And I can kind of, I'm excited again. Not that I was never excited, but like, you'll go through wrestling, you'll be in a situation, and you'll feel like maybe that you're plateauing, like you haven't improved in a while, and you're like, what do I need to do to get to the next level? Now I know exactly what I need to do to get to the next level. Mm. So it's uh, it's an exciting time. But we're at, we're at one hour 34 minutes, mm. so we probably better wrap up. Jake, yeah. we've been, I know we've been excluding yourself talking about Sorry. wrestling. Sorry. But have you got anything, you guys got anything you want to add before we go? Um, no, just uh, follow me on social media. The Dave Carnad on Twitter, Dave Carnad official on Instagram and Facebook. That's and, and I am the Javicus on Twitch and Twitter. All right. Anything yeah. you want to add before we go? Yeah, you know, <laughs> pretty, pretty. Uh, Said you had a that, funny yeah. story from yesterday. You remembered. Oh yeah, so I was out last night uh, with some friends, and um, <laughs> <laughs> we're outside. I love how your stories are so understated, like. <laughs> it, was, it was just something that happened and like we're outside the club uh, the smoking area just cooling down and uh, just cooling down this guy just like comes up to me and says he's like oh can I can I join your conversation he's like yeah sure man no problem <laughs> you know it's, it's the festival you got can I join your conversation you got a lot of people in the festival who yeah, are, yeah. like you know on their own or like you know just really friendly like Edinburgh's just a really friendly place as well like Every every is time it? you're out, 
I feel like it is, yeah. Maybe it was wrong for you because you, uh, different for you as, as yeah, the doorman. As but, a oh, it's true. As yeah, we're the worst people. Yeah, but like, true. just being uh, a customer at one of these places, generally people are very nice. Plus, like when I've gone out in other places, it's definitely not been as fun <laughs> or as friendly. Yeah. But anyway, so this guy joins our conversation, and uh, it becomes evident that he's trying to graft on my friend Michael. Right. But this guy was really, really so he's putting in the work for it. Yeah, he's putting in the so work. So it, it was quite, quite he's hard to watch. Right now. Um, is your friend aware of what's happening? No. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're like, right, okay, let's go back inside. And uh, he's, he's following us, and he's also coming inside with us. And so, oh, okay. Um, let's go get a drink. So we go through to the cocktail bar, which is on the other side of the club, and he has followed us this entire way mm-hmm. to the other side of the club. Uh-oh. And uh, we get there, and it's like, yeah, can we get uh, four monkey bombs? It's like, cool. Monkey so, bombs. Monkey bombs, yeah. yeah. It's what like a banana liqueur with an energy drink, and it tastes like uh, the foam bananas, like the sweets. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it tastes just like them. It's actually really nice. I feel like that's the sort of thing I would enjoy once or twice, and then I would be like, yeah, well, it actually wasn't that strong. It's really, it's hard to describe. They are actually really tasty. That was the first time I had them last night. But anyway, we go, right, four monkey bombs, because there was four of us oh, and this guy. So it was like, four, not five, four. So you've so, not included him. Yeah, and uh, we're trying to, you know, make it clear. It's like, yeah, come on, dude, like, we're trying yeah, to enjoy yeah. our evening. It's like, Elroy Pesha! My mate Michael's just like, oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet. And we're like, no, no, you stay. You have this drink. Because oh, <laughs> if he leaves, this guy becomes one of the four. Yeah. <laughs> and we, like, uh, he started trying to pay for his drink. We're like, yep, salut, drink the drinks. And it's like, <laughs> just started, like, actually running away, like... <laughs> Full on runaway because this guy just would not leave us alone. Oh. And yeah, that was we didn't see him thankfully for the rest of the night. But uh, yeah, it was just a bit too clingy, you know. That's interesting. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if he had a had a game plan in mind for anything. I'm uh, a bit I worried. think he definitely. Yeah, did. I'm a wee bit but, worried. You know, it was kind of just like, look, man, we're just enjoying our night, you know. Yeah. I like your nightclub psychology. Where you're like. Nah, if you go, if you go and have a pee, then you're not the group, mate. You're well, not. No, no, it was more like it's, it's he had like, to be there yeah. to make the point You've that we were buying the drinks. It's, it's like, we were buying the drinks for us for. No, it's more like an RPG. It's like if you remove one from He's the, party, the party, it just yeah. defaults to whoever's nearby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, folks, we better call it there. Yeah, uh, this has been the Joe Henry Show. I've been joined by Bants and by Jabicus. Um, if you want to support the podcast. Please do at henryshop.com. Buy yourself one of these t-shirts. It'd be much appreciated. Um, you can watch along live, twitch.tv forward slash Joe Andrew, when we record these. Um, and I think that might do us. Remember to subscribe. Leave some nice comments and stuff. Because um, the more that you guys listen... Um, you don't have to leave nice comments. You leave crap comments, but just give us five stars. Yeah, yeah five stars. Yeah. <laughs> these guys were pish. Five stars. Yeah. Or, or just say nice stuff. <laughs> but anyway, Fine. we shall see you next time, folks. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.